Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not-so-hidden temptations. We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring to the show people who know what they're talking about and help you with some of these aspects of your life. You live life only once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Yixian Cindy Lia. She's a global citizen, world explorer, food enthusiast, and music lover. She's originally from China, but has been living in the U.S. for the past six years. She enjoys the outdoors, fitness, and photography. Her world travels have included 12 countries and counting. Today, she'll we'll take a deep dive with her into the world of Chinese food, what it's like growing up Chinese, the culture of food, and things of that nature. Super excited, so enjoy. So Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Yixian, Yixian Liu Yixian, uh, and I go by Cindy. Uh, I'm from a city called Zhengzhou, and we have a population of 9.3 million. And so I grew up in a big city where I got to like try uh, all kinds of food uh, and just experiencing uh, a lot of people every day. <laughs> awesome. So we're here to talk about the differences between Chinese food and mm-hmm. American food. Excited? Yeah, I am. Awesome. Cool. So what are some of the big differences between Chinese food, uh, what Americans see it as, and the actual Chinese food? So um, I think a lot of people think orange chicken is like the go-to thing back in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. When I came um, to the U.S. and saw, you know, like the American Chinese food, and um, it's really different when you actually like uh, had real Chinese food and authentic Chinese food in China, and then coming here to try like American Chinese food because here um, Chinese food are so because of the. The very first Chinese restaurants opened here are um, run by um, people from the south in China, okay. where um, food are normally sweeter. So here, generally, Chinese um, American Chinese food are sweeter, um, and I found that in China, the Chinese food are really pretty like when you see it, it there's like flower and carved um, carrots on the side and um, but here it's more more about the taste and um, I think it's because of um, Americans kind of preference on Chinese food it's kind of changed to more animal based uh, instead of more veggie uh, in every dish and um, do you think that has to do with uh, just like American preferences? Like, you think you think if someone goes to Chinatown to eat, you know, food at a Chinese restaurant, do you think the owners are making food more for Americans who are there for like the touristy aspect of, or like they are trying to match the food more towards Chinese who are from China originally and are wanting to eat their native food? Uh, I think they're definitely two kinds um if you go to chinatown there will definitely be um 
one kind out for Chinese Chinese mm. and one kind is for American. Um, such as orange orange chicken, that's definitely American Chinese food. Mm. Or general cao chicken. Okay. Uh, general cao is actually unlike Car- Car- Carnal, uh, Carnal Sanders, he's always famous for the food. Like general cao is actually famous for like his war achievements in mm-hmm. China. So if you go to China, like walk on the street, uh, you wouldn't be able to find anyone who knows about General Cao yeah. chicken. <laughs> so that's like really interesting. Also, if you um, bring some fortune cookie and walk on the street in China and have them to try it, they're probably gonna eat the paper inside because mm-hmm. uh, ch- fortune cookies never a thing in China. And yeah, and they all. They they probably don't know they will have to like eat their piece of chick piece of paper inside, um, and yeah. So are there like a lot of differences between the different regions in China? Um, kind of north and south. So in the north, um, people normally prefer noodles mm-hmm. and soup, um, like ramen, mm-hmm. but more of um, um, handmade noodles. Okay. Um, because it's typically colder in the north and um, people try to warm up with like drinking really hot soup Mm -hmm. so if you find like Chinese who are from the north they can just eat something right off the pot it's because they already (laughs) were raised that way I'm from the north so I can literally just eat noodle right off the pot it's uh, we're raised to like you know drink some hot soup or hot water um, that will keep your body balanced mm-hmm. especially in winters uh, versus in the south though um, people prefer prefer like rice over noodles mm-hmm. and you know with dim sum I think um, you know dim sum is not like as hot as like hot soup or noodles um, people more enjoying like the taste of it and then the, the look um, more than um, you know keep your body balanced okay so like um, in the u.s we have different areas like the south like barbecue mm-hmm. midwest like brats and burgers stuff like that on the coast like seafood is there kind of stuff like that in china too like um like there's like the, the Sichuan province is like real like spicy right mm-hmm, do they right. have like different degrees of that outside of just like the starches like noodles and rice uh yeah for sure uh i think Sichuan. yeah Sichuan is like known for its uh, spicy food and mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of Sichuan in um, in the United States, like sort of really spicy Chinese food, um, but then um, on the coast, I think it doesn't really make much difference of um, the different, like the um, the food difference uh, compared to other regions. But it's more of like a two big uh, side, like from the um, people from the north like to eat noodles and. Mm-hmm. In the south, like, like you like to eat rice. What was it like for you coming to the U.S. and learning to use a fork instead of chopsticks? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question because I, growing up, I learned chopsticks the wrong way, okay. so it was really hard for me to use also, chopsticks. Two <laughs> <laughs> I told that to my dad. We were at a this Japanese restaurant, uh-huh. like, and so I was gonna get sushi. And we got like salads. And I said to my dad, because I know how he is. He like tries to impress people all the time. I said, hey. When you use your chopsticks, are you going to use one hand or two hands if you're doing the pros? He goes, of course I'm going to use two hands, right? <laughs> and she's like, teach my mom to use like two-handed chopsticks. <laughs> and like, so there, he's like, the chopsticks in one hand, and the waitress comes over and goes, ma'am, 
You can just watch what your son's doing. It's the right way to do it. You don't need to use two hands. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> you just like, taught them the, the right way. Yeah. The wrong way to use chopsticks. Uh, so yeah, I use chopsticks the, I don't, like, the different way. Um, because I watched my dad use it. Mm-hmm. And he uses it the wrong way. So I... Like using chops, they always make my finger hurt even before I came to the United States. So like I was very happy to discover fork <laughs> and then started to use that and then spoon. It sounded really weird. I don't like chopsticks, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So with uh, your your family growing up, what are some of your favorite dishes that you enjoyed? Um. Let's see. So my parents growing up, like they've always been really busy. So my grandma. Uh, was the one like raised me up and cooked for me and take care of me um, I say my my favorite dish would be like a really simple dish. It's um celery um, with um, beef mm-hmm. stir-fried and just with you know, like salt and pe- like not even pepper salt and celery and beef, but I Have that kind of dish almost every other day and my mom my grandma loves like the loci have every time I have that dish so that's like one of my favorite even though it's like a really simple dish but it just re- reminds me of my grandma and the, my childhood memories but then uh, in terms of um, my favorite food uh, I guess I would say hot pot mm-hmm. um, and I grew up in like big family with like a lot of people and having hot pot really reminds me of home um, because um, you know, having like hot pies, a family style kind of um, um, eating, mm-hmm. and you have to have like you know a group of group of people to eat, and everyone like share the dishes, and uh, you you know it's a DIY kind of style, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. Just like the experience of it uh, really reminds me of uh, home, and it's like my favorite my favorite dish to have <laughs> so like when people go to like Chinese restaurants usually for me like in groups we'll order like four dishes and then everyone will like have some of each of the dish is that kind of classic for at home too or is that only when you go out to the restaurants uh, it's definitely um, classic at home uh, mm-hmm. we'll, so I know here people order their own portion and right. then uh, with rice and it's more of like individualist mm-hmm. kind of um, uh, style but at home, we'll order uh, how many other uh, dishes based on like how many people we have, and then share that food. And then everyone will have rice or dumplings or any, uh, you know, starters um, uh, with that. And so it's more of like a family style, kind of like a sharing style kind of setting. So what's like the the classic Chinese breakfast because you're definitely not you know having cereal like we do in the United States so from where I grew up mm-hmm. we normally have this soup called uh, hula tang okay. and uh, so it's essentially a spicy soup with um, tofu beef and lots of spices mm-hmm. So most people can't really get used to that because you start your day with like a spicy soup mm-hmm. with like no no content in that. But I grew up eating that and I found that really it just wakes wakes you up <laughs> a little bit and then um, give you some like their energy from the salt and then from the spice and just like wake you up in such a way. 
and um, other typical Chinese breakfast will be um, so bun um, similar to dumplings and then um, pot stickers and um, tea eggs and let's see what else um, something similar to um, crepes um, we have this thing called um, which is just kind of similar to crepe um, like French crepe um, but with like you know eggs and green onion and all that and and with like sauce and spices on top um, so yes that's the, the first thing I, I can think of seems that. like you know a lot about food in China how do you uh, you know share that with your American friends here how do you expose them to the Chinese food? Um, so I understand that uh, a lot of people wouldn't try um, really authentic Chinese food because they didn't have um, enough knowledge or experience um, on that. So I, I really love to like uh, be an ambassador for them to tell them which like what do they like and then introduce them to like some food that might like fit their preference mm -hmm. and so um, we have like potluck events at, at school where even like someone has a party um, I'll normally bring some just like several um, like dishes I, I cook such as like tea eggs or fried rice that's like more authentic mm -hmm. um, so you know like they get exposed to that kind of um, dishes to start with and I found out oh it's not, not that bad even though it looks like um, the tea egg looks like it's uh, it's black and it looks weird but yeah. it actually tastes good so I you know Shinsen is my friend I trust her and then I trust her food so I should like get more exposed to other Chinese food so um, I guess my way will be like try to introduce my friends some like um, small dishes that they can get get at the start and then so like for my birthday or for any um, events that I could choose restaurants I normally um, take my friends to like authentic Chinese mm -hmm. restaurants where you know I have, have the power to tell them okay you have to try this believe me you will like it and then you know um, they will be able to like actually try it without having to doubt it and then after that they'll be like oh this is fine I'll try some more next time so that's what I normally do do you usually tell them what they're eating because I remember the first time I had uh, something we went to it was like 20 of us they ordered a bunch of food like here try this mm -hmm. and they're all like talking like a commander and they kind of understand some what they're talking about mm -hmm. but then they're like oh just try it just try it and I had it and I'm like oh this is like really weird texture but like kind of good I think it's like one like oh that's like pig's blood by the way and I'm like, oh okay interesting uh, yeah, I love like pig's blood I love I mean like chicken feet I've had like intestines like one of my favorite dishes actually uh -huh. what are some exotic foods you like to eat uh I'd say exotic you know compared to like American you know right, right, right. <laughs> I feel like whatever I say will be really exotic uh I really like chicken feet mm -hmm. and I really like duck blood <laughs> the one you had and then uh you know, we have this like Chinese barbecue, like like street food, mm -hmm. with um, like lamb meat and then you know fish. Um, but my favorite is like the sheep testicle. Okay. And and what else? 
like barbecue fish and that's not exotic but <laughs> what else oh like chicken chicken tail mm -hmm. oh no chicken oh my god and not chicken tail pigtails yeah. <laughs> pigtails and pig ears i know it sounded like weird for you guys um but when you actually try it it's like a different kind of you know uh taste that you would normally thought um so that's what i what i really enjoying eating when I get home. Every culture is a little bit different, right? Like just look at like, you know, Indian culture, they don't eat cow. Mm -hmm. And we're like, here in America, we're like obsessed with beef, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, it's an animal, so you can eat it. Or like, you guys eat dog, like you guys are you know, Chinese, and like us, like, oh, like dogs are our pets, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But mm -hmm. you know, there's also people like, that they don't know much about like farming. Like, one of my friends, like he has like a farm in his backyard. He has like chickens that he makes, he eats their eggs. And then he eats the chickens when he wants to have like dinner like for some time, whatever. Mm -hmm. So he like raises them. Mm -hmm. It's like part of the deal. People get so freaked out that they just like don't know where the food comes from mm -hmm. or it's not what they're accustomed to. Right. And stuff like that. Right, for sure. Um, so I know that, um, yeah, as you said, like you guys don't really see the animal mm. um, before you eat them. Uh, so I have some friends who visited me in Zhengzhou mm. um, two summers ago and I, I took them to like a really authentic, like a f um, restaurant with their like a farm right, right behind. Mm -hmm. uh, so they will actually bring in like the uh, the animal they're about to cook for yeah. you and then show you. Oh, this is the one we're gonna cook for you. Yeah. And look, they're smiling. But <laughs> no. Uh, so they're just like trying to say. Also, this is how how much weight um, this chicken chicken weight, and um, we're gonna cook in the style you want. So. So like American are not really used to like seeing food. My friend all freaked out. They after they saw the the, the chicken, they were like they told me we're not eating that chicken. Yeah. We just saw the chicken. So I had to run to the kitchen to tell them don't eat, don't kill the chicken because we're not eating that anymore. Yeah. And then we had a rabbit instead, but I told them specific, specifically not yeah. to bring the rabbits in. But yeah, that's when I realized um, you guys don't like to see the animals <laughs> before you cook it. It's weird how people like will say like, only eat like, certain parts of it, uh -huh. but then they'll go and get like some hot dogs at the ball game. It's like, do you know what hot dogs are? It's, right. like, all the scraps that like aren't like the main cuts just thrown into one. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I love hot dogs. Okay, you go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm always open to like trying new foods and stuff like that. That's why I'm like a foodie, stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, mm -hmm. like the first time I had like a fish head, it was like very odd. Like okay, it comes out of the plate. Like, like oh, it's like the best part. Like, oh, that's, that's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Normally, um, like during like on the table, there would be like a lot of people. You normally give the fish head to the the oldest person mm -hmm. on the table or the most important person at the table. It's weird. That's probably what I got it most important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and um, so yeah, like also fish head um, for the presentation of the food. Um, you more you normally place the fish head towards the most important f person, or like the oldest person at the table as well, to like show respect. So yeah, I've seen coming from China, you want to keep a lot of like your Chinese culture intact. Are there any like Americanized things you've chosen to do instead of like classic Chinese? Like you probably use forks more than chopsticks now, right? <laughs> anything else that you've like done more to take the American approach opposed to the classic Chinese in, um. in food regards? Um, I found that um, fast food here mm -hmm. is really convenient, especially yeah. when you're like um, busy and only have like so much time for lunch or dinner. Mm -hmm. 
So I adopted fast food really quickly <laughs> compared to actually cooking uh, at home and then uh, have a, like a real meal. Um, What's the fast food like scenario look like in China? Is it like only in malls in big cities? Like if you would take maybe a city the size of like, you know, whatever, 50,000, mm-hmm. is there going to be any fast food restaurant there or is it just going to be straight up just markets? Uh, I think it will be just market if it was like 50,000 mm-hmm. population. Um, only like the um, the typical chain fast food restaurants will be appeared in like bigger cities mm-hmm. um, probably tier two and tier one cities but I think they're trying to expand that mm-hmm. um, right now um, so like you know people have like kind of initial um, kind of initial taste of that, that food but at the same time uh, for you know like smaller cities like tier three or like even smaller cities mm-hmm. we have restaurants like fast food restaurants that's not the actual fast food restaurant but they made it similar to that so for example we have this thing called Dokoshi. Right. Um, that's just a chinese restaurant but they serve fast american fast food and then their logo and you know their name and everything look like they're exotic and look like they're from America or from any other foreign countries but they're not mm. so I feel like you know it might be like more expensive to invest um, to you know open a, a KFC or McDonald's in a smaller city so uh, you know the Chinese might just open something similar to that okay. instead well and as Americans we have to thank you guys for bringing us Panda Express we're so excited about it here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably American brother. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate the time. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with about like Chinese food and culture? Um, I think that I just want to say just keep an open mind, um, in terms of anything and including food, and you find your favorite food maybe. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Another excellent episode. I really enjoyed putting this one together because. I've actually really enjoyed eating Chinese food over the last years and I do some cooking myself. So it was nice to really kind of figure out the underlying premises of a lot of Chinese culture, the different foods from the different parts of the countries and things of that nature. Just absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate everything uh, Cindy did for this episode. So if you guys want to reach out to her, her contact info is in the show notes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. We'd just like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors for the show, NextMe, an app that promises to take the guesswork out of restaurant waits. For restaurants, adding a party to the app is easier than pen and paper. Easy peasy. For diners, it's simple to see exactly what place they are in line and gives them a close approximate wait time until they are actually seated. Unlike clunky pager systems, NextMe can be downloaded on cell phones for diners and features an automated system that can be downloaded on either an iPhone or iPad for restaurants. NextMe is taking on the weight 
of the world. They are the go-to waitlist app for restaurant employees. Check them out at nextmeapp.com. That's N-E-X-T-M-E-A-P-P.com. Also, for all your sports nutrition needs, look no further than Lamp Enterprises. Our product lines have exactly what you need, pre- to post-workout, to get you the most out of your training and help you reach your personal goals, no matter what your fitness level. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you learned something new or at least were able to share a few laughs with us. Until next time.